like I said, I call it the Batman principle because they keep doing it with the Batman universe. Yeah. She's oh, this this is well, this story is gonna be if what if Batman died? <laughs> like what's what's gonna happen after he dies? Or let's let's focus on Jim Gordon going to high school or something like that. <laughs> like, like just just stop it. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Nerd, a show where you can check out Go AFK and relax with us as we discuss all things nerd. I am your dorky DJ, Corey Winter. In this episode, we are just diving into the nerdy news. We're going to be discussing things such as the latest MCU developments, the state of the Sony Spider-Man universe after the release of Madam Web, the newly announced Mandalorian Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment, and are the video game console wars even still a thing? Now, if you want to support this show, please head on over to youtube.com slash at eat sleep nerd and subscribe to this channel. Leave a like on this video and please leave some comments to join in on the conversation. Now, before we get into the show, let's check in with our geeky panel of nerds. We have a small team here today, but we have my nerdy brother, Josh Winter and our geeky friend, Christian James. So how you guys doing? It's been a while since it's just been the three of us. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been very long, like episode... <laughs> 35. <laughs> it's been that long? Has it been that long? We're in episode 91. Yeah. Like we're coming up. We're coming up on 100 pretty soon. Barreling towards it. Yes. We're going to have to do like a Hawaiian shirt episode. It's actually going to be the week after the Huntsville Comic Con. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, well, that's perfect. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, small team here today. We're missing Britt. We're missing Nick. We're missing Jason. Jason basically just went back to Indiana and said, hey, screw those guys. I'm yeah. Done. Yeah. He's, uh, Actually, what he's really doing is just packing up with stuff to come back. Um, so, any nerdy stuff happening with you guys lately? Uh, oh, I got way too excited by an email. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> is this brand new information? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me you're old without telling me you're old. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic <laughs> mail. Yes. Yeah. Um, EA Sports put out that they're releasing NCAA football yeah. this year. And man. I've been grinning ever since. Good. It's been a few years since they've made one of those, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. When all of a sudden, when people in college were just like, hey, that kind of looks like me. I want to get paid for that. <laughs> and then Nick Saban quit. Yeah. And Nick Saban Because <laughs> <laughs> he said, I do not want to even begin to handle that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, he got out. That sounds terrible. That would be funny if that's kind of one of the reasons he quit. Oh, dude, I have no doubt it's one of the reasons he quit. Hmm. Because that adds a whole new complexity to the yeah. whole recruitment thing. You're getting dangerously close to talk about sports in this show. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's very dangerous. So, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I know you're going to say that. Uh, <laughs> since we've done just a proper news episode. Like, yeah. we've been doing, like, very topical shows here these yeah. past few months. Um, but, you know, small team. Lots of big stuff happened this week in the news for nerds. Big so, it's a good time to check stuff. in with what's happening. Good poignant things happened. Yes. Um, so, yeah, bunch of MCU developments, which we've been pretty harsh on the MCU these past few movies. They've earned it. Um, wow. <laughs> no regrets. Oh, okay. Uh, but some some pretty... Could have been harsher. Some pretty fun stuff happening this week that maybe might excite you a little bit to get you some hope for the future of what the MCU is going to be these next few years. Meh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we say that every couple of months. And then this got, is going to be it. And then we got Secret Invasion. Okay. Someone said that was very obviously <laughs> supposed to have been Captain Marvel 2. 
And then they changed what Captain Marvel 2 was going to be about. But they were like, yeah, we got a script. Let's just stick Nick Fury in there. And ever since I read that and started thinking about the show, I was like, that might actually be what it was. Yeah, because you, you, you get the... So, okay. I So another... Some other people like thought of this thing about, okay, so we had Secret Invasion and then we had the Marvels. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, the Marvels just discounted the whole series of the secret invasion. Yeah. Which was one of our biggest complaints. Yeah. Cause, uh, you remember that planet that all the scrolls were on? Yeah. And back in secret invasion, they were said, Oh, we don't, we don't have a place for you. Yeah. We're, we're, what was that? <laughs> that would be a place. That That's a place, right? Yeah. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. It very much got destroyed. But, uh, so is it still, is it still a plot hole? If the hole is closed by the end of the movie? Does that still count? I mean, it's bad storytelling either way, but yeah. I don't know. But also, yeah, like Captain Marvel could have showed up and or like the fact that she was not a, around for Secret Invasion. Yeah. And could have cameoed. She knew about this place. You knew. Wow. That's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah, outside of the MCU, we're also talking about Star Wars. We're talking about video games. We're talking about spider-man bunch of bunch of nerdy topics all coming together for this episode but not the mcu's spider-man well there's a little sprinkle in there it, didn't, it involved a him. little yeah. bit of the mcu <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we get into that anything else just you know a little catch up here no no oh no. okay yeah. all right well then do you guys want to get into the nerdy news hit it All right, we're going to get into our nerdy news, and we're going to be starting with some MCU stuff. The big headline this week is that we officially have a Fantastic Four cast. So we've all known for a while that Pedro Pascal is going to be leading the crew of Fantastic Four, but now we have the rest of the cast filled out. So reading straight from IGN, Marvel Studios has not only revealed a new July 25th, 2025 release date for the Fantastic Four, but also the big news is that it will star Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, uh, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Eben Moss Bachrock. Yeah, is that yeah. what we said? Is that I feel what like we you nailed it? Eben All Moss. right, yep. as Ben Grimes slash the Thing and yeah. Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. So, how are we feeling about this casting? Um, and I can go ahead and pull up that little poster that they used to tease this. I love Pedro Pascal. Okay, I feel a butt coming. But there it is. <laughs> There's the butt. It's I don't know how I feel about that. So my initial criticisms and uh, so this was announced via Fantastic Forest official X account, Twitter account. Um, Twitter. They announced it on Valentine's Day. They made this Valentine's Day poster just like this drawn slash computerized. I don't even poster. It's like a, it's like a 50s cartoon. It's, it's like a, it's it's like a cartoon. Yeah. It's AI. Um, but we'll talk about just the styling of this poster in a second because it is very retro feeling. Uh, but they put all of the actors in cartoon form on top of their characters. Um, but yeah, so my initial feelings about this casting, Petro Pascal, love him. He could honestly be the next Tony Stark of the MCU if they actually keep him around. Um, I think he's a little too old compared to the rest of the cast. 
Like he's a good 10 years older than Vanessa Kirby, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not wrong, but I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I would, I would rather go back to the, the time when kind of like a reboot like this, going back to unknown actors. Yeah. Like, or up and coming actors. Well, and that's, that's one of the things that they've talked about a lot since, I mean, heck, even going as far back as like age of Ultron, because part of the whole charm and one of the reasons that the MCU worked was because most of the actors they were hiring were relatively unknown. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you had RDJ, but whew, that was he that was a whole reboot on RDJ's life. So like it was fine. Um, but outside of that, like probably the longest track record any of them had was Chris Evans. Yeah. And that was mostly teen movies. Well, I mean, even um Jeremy Renner, not a long history, but a critically acclaimed history. As did RDJ, but yeah. Not really household names. Yeah. I mean, but everyone else, you'd barely ever heard of them. Eh, I guess ScarJo too. But yeah, she was still young though. But yeah, I was going to say still towards the beginning of her career. Yeah. Most of the huge things she's done has been after that. So again, I mean, I'm not expecting them to go to like a Kmart parking lot and just find people and be like, do you want to be Reed Richards? But like, no, I agree with you. Like part of the charm was you get to completely buy into these people. Yeah. As these characters, and especially when you're going to ask me to watch them for the next 10 years. <clears throat> eh. yeah. Also, and I say this as someone who loves Pedro Pascal, I think he's great. He's in everything now. Well, like, I think that's why they did it. <laughs> they know yeah. he's going to bring in the audience. And, that, and that's and that's not what we're necessarily, necessarily looking for. Like We're trying to just find good movies. Yeah. yeah. Now, dude who plays Ben Grimm, I know he had a TV show for a little while. I don't connect with it, so that's fine. Um, I think Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm feels a little off. He was the dude from Stranger Things, right? Yes. Yeah. And he died. Yes. Spoilers. Spoil- wow. <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't watched it's it. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Vanessa Kirby. I love her. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's great. Again, but she kind of falls in the category of like an old MCU casting choice where like she has done stuff. We know she's going to do well, mm. but she's not like a list megastar. Yeah, really. The only thing I remember her from is Mission Impossible: The Past Two. Correct. Aside from that, I don't like know. like that's the only thing I recognize her from. Was she in Game you of know? Thrones? No. Mm, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, I never watched it. Let us know if she was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, <Comment below. laughs> I don't think she was. Um, but no, I mean it's it's the bulk of the. Ca- I guess it's Pedro. I guess Pedro bothers me. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with Pedro himself. I mean, granted, I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah, oh, it has nothing yeah, to do with his sure. acting ability, or I'm, I'm sure he's going to bring it home. We're going to talk about it's the greatest thing ever. But where is that leading to? That what, where? How far are we going to go? How long is he going to feel like doing this? Yeah, because as Corey, I mean, he's not old, but he's by no means a young man. Yeah. So I don't, because like with the theory of like what year we're going to put 40. this in, he will be fifty by the time this comes out. Yeah, he has 48 right now. Um, compared to Vanessa Kirby, who I believe is about 10 years younger. Let's see. She is 35. I was going to say, I thought she was like my age. So, I mean, they're supposed to be love interests. Interesting. That's an interesting pairing. Granted, it's not the first time we've seen, seen that age gap before, but still odd because he doesn't look young. 
She does. <laughs> He's not a young yeah. looking man. <laughs> he looks weathered. <laughs> Especially adding in the grays on the side. It's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also iconic. Part I mean, of, yeah. Part of the look. It's the thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Like they would do that even if he didn't have gray hair. He's going to give off more of those daddy things. <laughs> yeah. Dad vibes. Dad vibes. Yeah. I mean, granted, they could rewrite the backstories of these characters. Maybe they're not love interests. Maybe he's. It'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah. So it'd be weird if they if they did that, if they yeah, weren't yeah. love interests. So yeah. I don't know. For me, this comes back to people fan casted did this so hard. They probably just went with the fan cast. Well, no, no. They fan casted it with John Krasinski and Emily oh. Blunt so hard. Yeah. And then they even kind of sort of gave it to us at least halfway. And now it just feels almost like a backstabbing. Yeah. Just to not follow through with it. So let's run with that. Obviously, not the different fan universe. Casts, yeah. Different universe. So looking at this poster, the official poster, this is not a fan drawing or anything. This is the official poster that announced this cast. Um, they could have done better. Let's talk about the vibe. So if you're listening over on podcast, you can check out this poster over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at eat sleep nerd. This video for this episode uh so this poster it's very retro feeling like very a lot of pink and and blue the furniture is very retro you can kind of look at their uniforms their costumes and see that they're not very modern um now look at the 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 magazine that the thing is holding i'm assuming it's a famous cover some internet sleuths looked up exactly what magazine that was it was from the 1960s it was a uh Magazine featuring on the cover President Johnson in the White House. Oh, LBJ. So. How many boys did you kill today? Wow. <laughs> Vietnam reference. He has huge ears. <laughs> um, so why else would they be reading that magazine if it was not in the time zone that it was taking place in? So uh, this could be set in the 1960s as a period piece. Oh, please don't. Oh, oh no. <laughs> please don't. Wasn't that terrible X-Men movies back, in, back then? The first class ones were okay. Yeah, okay. Mostly. <laughs> it's all a mess, but they were mostly okay. Um, No, okay. So I knew we were going to talk about this, and I have feelings. Please just don't. Just don't. <laughs> please just don't do that. This is, please, please don't make it harder than it has to be to buy into all of this. And it's like, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I just... To me, that feels like a huge misstep. You think? Yes, because anytime, especially if we're going back that hard, now it's super weird that we have never mentioned these people before. Yeah. Well, so that brings up connecting the dots to John Krasinski's version of the character. Maybe this is a different universe. Oh, because we're multiversing. Yeah. Still don't like it. Although that would be better than just straight up time travel. Yeah. I would be more accepting of that. We also haven't really gotten. Oh, well, I guess we had Captain America. So that's what I was going to say. Now we're needlessly ripping off someone else's thing. If we're just doing straight up time travel. Hmm. They've been stuck or frozen or lost or in a wormhole <laughs> for 60 years. But or now they're back. Wyoming. Yeah. The MCU never went to Wyoming. <laughs> but also like, it's just it. I also feel like it could be used as a cheap way to try to add character characterization and depth 
to characters who already have a huge history and could be naturally character driven all by themselves. Right. Like if they did do the time travel thing, every time we came back to this group of people, whether it's their movies or the tie-ins or the crossovers or whatever, it would be about their struggles to fit in with modern society. And it's just kind of like, we don't need that. We saw that with cap. It's fine. It's neat. These are four separate people who are going through their own things Mm -hmm. that are naturally interesting all by themselves. Reed Richards is supposed to be arguably the single smartest person in the MCU. Yeah. Like depending on who's doing the the writing (laughs) at any given moment, Reed Richards is the smartest man, not just on the planet, but in the universe. Sue storm is invisible. That's neat. Um, Ben Grimm, he's supposed to be dealing with essentially traumatic disfiguration. Like he essentially has PTSD. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever really calls it that, but that's essentially what he's going through. Like he's the only one that ended up ugly after their event. Like that's kind of messed up. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, like you get what I'm saying? Like this is, there's a lot of interesting things happening here all by itself. That's already been written that way. You don't need to add on. You don't, you don't need to salt bay time travel to make it more interesting I don't know if it's going to be time travel i think it's just going to be I know, i'm just saying piece. that is what i will be upset about but if it's a period piece that means time travel ah. or is it a multiverse that's perpetually stuck in the 60s or running 60 years behind ours uh. i feel like actually the multiverse thing would make it even more stupid i take that back <laughs> <laughs> This is just dumb. Plus, what about all their supporting characters like Dr. Doom? Like, he he, he needs to be tied to the origin of, of the Fantastic Four. Hmm. He just he just should be. And so if we have to do something weird for them, then we also have to explain him. And it's just, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's just weird because at this point, if we're sitting it in the 60s, we have to explain where they've been. That's what I'm saying. Like you're setting yourself up to needlessly complicate something that's probably already going to feel jam packed. Yeah. Cause you have four lead characters. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, looking at this poster, if they stick to the vibe of this and it's not just a, you know, one off thing, it is set in the sixties. Like they have the picture of, of the things human form in his astronaut costume from the sixties. The magazine, to clarify, is, is a Life magazine from December 1963, which featured Lyndon B. Johnson on the cover. Um, all the furniture, all the cut clothes, it's it's in the 60s. It's in the 60s. Or it's just a cute drawing that they did and it has nothing to do with the movie. Maybe. I bet. And that's another thing, too, is like, are we going to set them as an established team since Pedro and everybody else is older? Yeah. Or is it going to be another one of those, oh, this is how they got their powers kind of thing? Because, like, mm-hmm. it's like Batman and Spider-Man. Been there, done that. We know the story. Yeah. The last time we've been there, did that with these group, though, it was kind of weird. It was really weird. It wasn't that great. <laughs> no. It was real weird. <laughs> it was real weird. <laughs> it was needlessly weird. All right. Any any final thoughts about Fantastic Four? Please don't set it. In the Coming sentence. out next year. Um, I have no good idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> of how they're going to pull this off, but pull it off somehow. Yeah. I I say all that to say all of my complaining aside, I am excited for this movie. Good. All right. 
Well, on that note, let's talk about another MCU movie that's coming out even before this one. Deadpool and Wolverine. <sighs> Hyped. It is not Deadpool 3 anymore. It has been officially renamed to Deadpool and Wolverine. Spoilers, Hugh Jackman's in it. Um, so we finally had our first look at this movie. It's actually coming out this year. Like it's in May, right? We just now got our it's first look soon, at it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. June. I don't know. It's probably in one of these articles that I have pulled up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, coming out this year. It's the next, it's the only MCU movie coming out this year. Good. Um, we just got our first look at this with the official teaser trailer that debuted at the Super Bowl. Uh, the full length trailer was available online. Uh, I'm going to have this looping in the background, but we have all watched it here. Uh, what did you guys take away from this? Uh, okay, so I've definitely talked to several different people how they're really back and forth on how this story is going to like progress, especially with the TVA. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this a different TVA? Is this Loki's TVA? I think it's Loki's TVA. You think? I think. Why would there be multiple TVAs? If they exist they outside are. of the multiverse. Yeah. I, who's to say? Um, are there multi-multiverses? Uh, <laughs> Cascading multiverses? Um, I don't know. I do think, I mean, I, I think the TVA is a cool way to bring him in. I mean, Because it's like established. It. I um, definitely like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the way they set up in the trailer, like him being Marvel genius or Jesus genius. genius. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, and like the different ways they could go about it and like what he's going to be doing is really intriguing. Yeah. Now I will say, I mean, it has the, the charm of Deadpool that we want. Like yes. this is not, it doesn't seem like it's going to be dumbed down for the MCU versus how it was in the Fox universe. Like it does seem like it's just going to be Deadpool making all of his inappropriate jokes that, audiences love um we didn't get much of a look into other characters aside from deadpool uh we know obviously hugh jackman's wolverine is going to be in there we didn't even really see him we saw the back of his head yeah i was gonna say i think this is going to be one of those that was kind of like multiverse of madness you really can't do a huge trailer yeah because everything in the movie is a spoiler now that's right oh my gosh okay so we just missed it like the scene where he's like reloading his gun yeah probably the one going to be one of the best scenes in oh, the entire yeah, mcu for sure um but yeah to josh's point i kind of interrupted you but um yeah if you were to show off everyone that's supposedly in this movie in this trailer it would kind of just take away the fun yeah yeah um, and if you see like most of the trailers in one scene mm-hmm. so we think uh yeah like if you showed off everything or like even like something else you're like oh well i know. like I would not be surprised if this is the only trailer we get, especially mm. this close to it. Because first off, this is a movie that that does not need to advertise. July oh, twenty six. Yeah. There we go. Like July twenty six. Like people will go see it. Yeah. Oh, they, for sure. Like yeah. what was don't... that first? Uh, not trailer, but like tease video where you had Hugh walk in through the background. Oh, like we actually introduced yeah. Hugh Jackman. That was, yeah. that could have been literally the only thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, and That's then it. just tweeted, Oh, by the way, July 25th. Yeah. We yeah. talked about like, that on this show. That was probably about a year ago, right? Something like that feels right. I don't know. It feels longer than that, but yeah, it might've been, uh, but speaking of how popular this is, this trailer, the one that we're watching here, like the full trailer that was available on YouTube. Um, it has broken the record. For the most watched trailer of all time, 
on YouTube in a 24-hour period. Uh, it has it had 365 million views in its first day, beating out the record that Spider-Man No Way Home had with 355 million. So this is now the most watched uh, in a 24-hour period any trailer of all time. Wow. So people are excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure people are like picking apart this trailer. Oh, sure. And yeah. I feel like there's Easter eggs, but like nothing significant. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Want. Like this, I'm thinking this is every shot they could have possibly put in here that didn't give something away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, even just the, the behind the scenes photos that have leaked online, like just everything is a joke or a spoiler. And in a Deadpool movie, a joke is a spoiler. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like, you know, just with how this show is, we've been pretty involved in, in seeing spoilers and stuff. Um, so when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, we all knew going into it what was in there. Uh, Thanks, with, Brazil. Yeah, with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, we knew all the cameos going into it. So it didn't really hit as hard. But for this one, we've heard a bunch of rumors and set leaks and stuff. But honestly, I don't think it's going to ruin it for me. Yeah. You see that? The 21st Century Fox logo? No. Oh. The Secret Wars comic. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Some rumors are saying that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's going to stick around for a little bit. I also hear that Hugh Jackman may be playing multiple Wolverines. Ooh. I'd be down for that. Well, and it's funny to note that one of the, I guess it's not funny to note. It's interesting to note that one of the only times he ever addressed ever coming back to be Wolverine, he said that his condition was it would have to be for a big team up movie like the Avengers. Hmm. Because he feels like he just he just kind of missed out on getting to do that. Definitely. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe old Kev went over to him and was like, look, bro, maybe maybe do Deadpool. And uh, I don't know. There's an Avengers movie in the pipeline. <laughs> we, we definitely spoke on it. Yeah. And Come said, save the MCU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, boy, are we in some some deep water? <laughs> because you are this week alone we've gotten our first look at the new deadpool movie our first official casting of fantastic four arguably the two biggest movies coming out for the mcu anytime soon so does this renew your hope for the mcu a little bit i just need to hear some newton news on newton blue (laughs) (laughs) i just need to hear some news on blade dude blade's not gonna happen like, I need Blade to happen. <laughs> Blade's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm calling it. It's not happening. If I see Mahershala in, like, a different movie, it's like, oh, okay, it's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not It's not a real movie. <laughs> Rumors say that that he is happy with the script as it is right now. Just like Skull and Bones is not a real game. It just, this is not a real movie. It's not going to happen. Just came out. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's the MCU. That's all the MCU stuff we have for now. Let's move into some Star Wars stuff. Ironically, another Pedro Pascal thing. Um, Case in point. So the Mandalorian, (laughs) you might be familiar with this if you've been watching Star Wars stuff these past few years. Or have like existed on the planet. Yeah. Arguably the only good thing Star Wars has going for it right now. Um, So uh, it has just been announced that we are getting a Mandalorian video game from none other than Respawn Entertainment. What? But just to be clear, (laughs) it's not a the Mandalorian game. 
Uh, it is just a Mandalorian game. Yes. <laughs> not that one. That wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> it's no, not I that one. It. I totally got it. It's not that one. Uh, You're not going to get to play with Baby Yoda. I mean, you don't, you don't know that. I'm pretty sure. Grogu. So reading the, the it will headline. Always be Baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, so Star Wars Jedi and Apex Legends developer Respawn Entertainment is reportedly working on a first person Mandalorian video game. Insider Gaming reports Respawn's Mandalorian game, which is in the early stages of development, uh, lets players control a Mandalorian bounty hunter during a time when the Empire is dominating the galaxy. So it does say a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with this. <laughs> not, not the Mandalorian. It's a Mandalorian. Uh, the player is reportedly tasked with taking on bounties for cash, right. as you might expect from a Mandalorian video game. There's word the iconic Mandalorian jetpack plays a part in the game's high mobility, with boost sighting similar to that seen in Respawn's Battle Royale Apex Legends. Why'd you say that? Ah, I'm just tired of looter shooters. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, it's said to be, quote-unquote, fast-paced, with health regeneration upon successing successive kills. Uh, gadgets, gadgets supposedly include a wrist rocket, grappling hook, and a visor for tagging enemies in bounties. So I know what this sounds like, because you said it. The, the long since canceled Star Wars 1313 game, which, by the way, I'm so pissed that that got canceled. Yes. Especially after we found out that the main character that you were going to be playing on, like, dies 30 minutes into it. And then, boom, Boba it's Fett. a surprise Boba Fett game. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have even known it going into it. Yeah. So wow. Star Wars 1313, yeah. if you're not familiar, <laughs> it was canceled like 10 years ago, back before. Holy crap. Uh, it was back, been a game it was canceled because Disney that's when Disney bought Lucasfilm right correct and I think it was probably one of those games that you could tell was going to be awesome oh yeah but it was more money than they wanted to put into it yeah like I don't think anyone canceled it it does not strike me as a title that was canceled because they were worried it wasn't going to be good yeah on April 3rd 2013 it was announced that Walt Disney Company had seized internal development of all LucasArts projects including Star Wars 1313. Yeah. Uh, so Star Wars 1313 was going to be a more mature, gritty direction compared to past Star Wars video games, and it would have been uh, taking inspiration from Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Uh, so the reason I bring this up is because that game was heavily uh, marketed prior to it coming out and getting canceled. Uh, some leaks of development footage from that game came out a couple years ago, which is where we learned it was going to be a Boba Fett game. Yeah. Uh, so that was going to be like a really awesome game, it felt like. Yeah, and because like, I've not gotten anything like it since. I mean, again, just the twist. It has nothing to do with even like what it would like just because like they Boba Fett was nowhere mentioned yeah. on any of it. Yeah. And they did say you were going to play a bounty hunter, but it was mm -hmm. like an unknown bounty hunter and blah, 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 blah. But seriously, like 30 minutes into it, you die. And then you start playing as Boba Fett. Wow. And it's just like that would have been the greatest twist in the medium that has ever happened. So still salty about that. But this sounds like it's going to be fun, too. Yeah. And I mean, I was telling you guys and Jason kind of argued, but we both, you know, teamed up on him. Uh, bounty hunters are the coolest part of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we haven't really gotten a bounty hunter game since like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's also just really hard. Jason, of course, said Jedi. Yeah. All right. But yeah. like the, yeah. the vanilla ice cream <laughs> of, of answers. But but I mean, it. it there's no depth to Jedi. 
That's actually their entire character is that there's nothing else going on there. What you see, is, <laughs> what you see is what you get. They're either a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, like that. That's about it. Bounty hunters are interesting. They have motivations. They want to do things. Now, I do wish we could move past every bounty hunter as a Mandalorian, but I guess if you're going to get a car, you might as well get a sports car. <laughs> so, I get it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, justice for my boy Darth Maul. The only interesting Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Sith being evil Jedi. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to see more people with horns in his head. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, just a couple of last details. Um, it's reportedly not going to be open world. Rather, it'll be made up of linear levels set across multiple planets. No word on multiplayer. Uh, and as for when it will come out, it's reportedly still a year or two away. Um, so Respawn, they have done a couple of Star Wars games at this point. Both were awesome. Um, they've done other stuff, stuff as well. Uh, so good track record tells me that this is going to be a good game. I mean, why not? So yeah, something to look forward to. As it should be. Yeah. So now let's talk about Sony's Spider-Man universe. And I'm bringing this up because it's most recent movie has just come out. Madam Web. And if you haven't noticed, we have not done a review on this one which kind of seems unlike us because typically any comic book movie that comes out, we're going to talk about it. Um, but we have like hardcore avoided this one. And because everyone knew it was going to be garbage. It, I didn't even know when it was coming out. <laughs> yeah, it was not marketed very well. I think that's because they knew it was going to be garbage. <laughs> just, just leave it on the, leave it on the down low. Like yeah. just, they see it, they see it. And I, I, I almost asked if we could plan to go see it. But then I saw that even uh, the main actress, Dakota Johnson, was not too thrilled with this movie. She said lots of script changes happened after she signed her contract. She says she has no plans to actually go watch this movie herself. Like, this is not wow. a good movie. Uh, so I just wanted a little touch base here, just explaining, first of all, why we're not reviewing this one. Why waste our money um, right now on Rotten Tomatoes? Times are tough. Madam Webb. The critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is a 13%. 13% of critics gave this a positive review. 13. I want to know on what. Yeah, I know, right? Like, they spoke words. Cool. Uh, so. <laughs> it was a movie. Comparing yeah. this to the other Sony Spider-Man universe films, which there's really only been three. There's been Morbius, Venom, and then Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, so still a young universe. Um, but Morbius that we reviewed here on this channel that we didn't have horrible things to say about it, but it wasn't the best movie. Oh yeah. It wasn't. There. It also wasn't horrible. It wasn't though. horrible. It wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. It was not a great movie. I have not seen it again. It was a watchable movie. Yeah. Uh, it currently has a 15% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So Madam Webb is even lower than that. Venom has a 30% and Venom 2 had a 57%. So these are all the critic scores. The audience score for Madam Web is a 54%. So yet again, 54% of audiences have given it a positive score. Comparing this to the other Sony Spider-Man universe films, Morbius had a 71%. Venom had an 80% and Venom 2 had an 84%. So Madam Web is significantly lower than the next lowest Sony Spider-Man film, Rotten Tomato score. 
why are they why 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 do they keep making these movies (laughs) so i was gonna say like let's let's not even focus too hard on this movie why does sony insist on doing this yeah like are they just that convinced that they can capture a slice of the of the the mcu money trying like like that's got to be what it is but here's the thing. The MCU isn't even making MCU money anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And they're making movies that we kind of want to see. Well, so, I mean, like, I don't, I just, I just, it, it's the Batman principle. Okay. It is the Batman principle. Quit making media that does not have the main character. So that was going to be my argument. They keep making these Sony Spider-Man films without Spider-Man. That's also true. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like they did. Like I said, I call it the Batman principle because they keep doing it with the Batman universe. Yeah. She's oh, this, this is well. This story is going to be if what if Batman died? <laughs> like what's what's going to happen after he dies? Or let's let's focus on Jim Gordon going to high school or something like, that. like, <laughs> like just just stop it. The coolest part of the Batman universe is Batman. Now it's yeah. a great universe, but the best part is Batman. Same thing applies to Spider Man. Spider-Man, from a from an audience standpoint, is the Batman of Marvel. Mm-hmm. He's got the best villains. He's got the best fleshed out mini universe. He's got the best cameos. Like, like he's the most popular. <laughs> yeah, like it is super hard to do an amazing Superman movie. Okay, it is super hard. I'm not saying there haven't been great Superman movies, but Superman when he shows up in someone else's movie is awesome okay that is what it's like in a spider-man comic or in a spider-man video game or something like that if you have a really good spider-man story and then wolverine shows up or or (laughs) tony stark swings through that's the greatest thing that's ever happened quit doing it without spider-man though it doesn't work and it's getting really weird because you're dancing around it so Behind the scenes stories, uh, reports and stuff were saying that originally this movie did have ties to uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I think the end of the movie is actually going to tie directly into that. So it was going to establish that it was the Andrew Garfield universe. And they cut all of those references. Then why still make the movie? Yeah. <laughs> like If you're not involving Spider-Man, why still make the movie? Yeah. And like, let's not forget, like, the 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 easy excuse for them is, well, you know, you know, Tom Holland's with Disney, except that he's not, though. Like, Sony could actually give a huge middle finger to Disney and use Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is their character. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't... They no, don't so that, that makes me wonder what their contract with Disney actually says, so, if I mean, they're yeah. not using him. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's they're so scared to use any version of Spider-Man, not even just the Tom Holland one. And it's just very odd to me and so like i said we the whole idea originally was that they were going to start this universe and it was going to run parallel and 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 in conjunction with the mcu it's the it was it was supposed to be their own little corner of the mcu Mm -hmm. but it was all supposed to connect together and then i think they've just crapped the bed so hard that they've been told to not make ties but that's really weird because now they're also not using Spider-Man. And the best thing that we got was No Way Home, the end credit scene. With Which Venom. had ties to Venom, yeah. 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 
and then they Which immediately also made no undid sense. it. Yeah, yeah, and then it, they immediately undid it. Yeah. So, but then also the tie-in in Morbius where uh, Vol- uh, Vulture, Vulture at the up. end. That's oh, which saying. made no sense. That definitely <laughs> didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just, I don't. The best thing, the absolute best thing Sony could do would be to just sell all of the Spider-Man rights <clears throat> back to Disney for an ungodly amount of money. Yeah. Because it's going to be more than all the money you're wasting on these crappy. It's like the money you will get will be more than the next 10 years of crappy movies that you make. Because remember, they're putting money into these movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time they make one of these crappy movies, it's got to be at least $200 million. Oh, yeah. And they're not grossing $200 million. None of them. Well, that, that's why Sony originally kept Spider-Man and sold off the rest of the... Because like they used yeah. to have all of the licenses for all the characters. Yeah. They kept Spider-Man, gave away everything else because Spider-Man was profitable. Was the one that they thought they could make money on. Yeah. Disney. Oh, Bob. Bob. I will sell you back Spider-Man in perpetuity, all of the characters, for $2 billion. Yeah. Like, that is, is actually... how much the next Spider-Man can make. Yeah, that yeah. is that is a reasonable offer. Like, I just... I, to do nothing else, we'll give you $2 billion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, stop what you're doing. We'll give you money. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... They're they're just they're working so hard against the current, and still not making any money. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I am curious how much this movie will make. Um, but so you've mentioned the other Spider-Man project that Sony's been working on. So let's touch base with those. Uh, so there's two that I want to bring up. Well, really three. Um, so I'm reading this article from the Ankler. Com. I didn't realize this was a website, but here we go. Uh, the hotly anticipated Silk Spider Society has let go of its entire writer's room, minus its showrunner and one of the co-executive producers, as the show gets a development overhaul. A source close to the show tells The Ankler. Uh, so Deadline had previously reported that the Silk writer's room was set to reconvene in mid to late January. So um, stopping there for a second, this is one of the upcoming Sony Spider-Man projects. Um Apparently, they're not too happy with the behind-the-scenes stuff, and they just fired everyone. Hmm. I actually wish that would happen more often. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in all fairness, kind of a baller move. Uh, So this next paragraph is going to be of a little interest to you guys. Uh, So the series was first of several live-action Marvel-Sony co-productions to get the green light from Amazon. Also in the works is Spider-Man Noir where I'm told Nicolas Cage is in serious talks to take the lead role in the series, which will be set in the 1930s New York City, Sony declined to comment. So Nick Cage, he famously voiced uh, Spider-Man Noir in the Sony uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse film, the animated one. Uh, Do we want to see him in live action? No. (laughs) I mean, I would watch that movie. Yeah, right. (laughs) I would watch that one. The Cage is great. It would be painful. I mean, if Sony makes it, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It would, it would have to have a big name like that though, because that is such a niche character. But again, it kind of comes back to, 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 to just the whole problem with Sony's game plan. Most of these movies that they're making are, are about supporting characters who, unless you're a comic nerd or a Spider-Man nerd, you don't know who these people are. 
Yeah, sure. There's, there's yeah. no built-in appeal or sudden desire to go see these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guarantee, like, if first off, I don't think it's real, but <laughs> if it is real, the the advertisement for noir, I guarantee, would focus heavily on it's the one from the cartoon we made a little while back. You know, like that would be the whole thing. Hey, remember this character? We're making a movie. Like that's. <laughs> I guarantee that's what it would be because that's the only way you can mass market it because sure. everyone saw that movie. Mm-hmm. But before that movie, how many people knew that that was a character? Yeah. Like I was vaguely aware of it, but I knew nothing about it. I don't think I I'd rather yeah. have an anime with the, uh, the robot spider. Yeah. First off, it should be a, it should be a cartoon. Yeah. Mm. It should be a cartoon. Um, but you even left off one of the, one of the crappy Sony movies. Hmm. Uh, what was the one with the hunter? Oh, Craven. Craven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did that come out? Did that come out? Did I just completely miss that? No, yes. it got delayed. It got it, it got delayed a year, like right before it came out. It oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, is that what back. happened? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Like it was supposed to come out like the next week, and it got pushed back a year. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Because okay. I remember watching the trailer was because like I remember reviews came out for it. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Are we sure it didn't come out? I promise. I promise. Like we got the trailer for it. I do remember you saying that. that But like, I remember reading like official reviews that called it a dumpster fire. It's upcoming. Nope. Uh, Yeah. Upcoming. Coming out. August 30th, 2024. Yeah. Coming out this year. It's supposed to come out last fall. Well, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. It's going to suck. There's also that that hypno hustler one with uh, Danny Glover, right? Yeah. And. Do you remember that one? We talked about that one on the show. That we, sounds from it. We don't. were all perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was the, the wrestler the one, one. Yeah, the one with the Mexican wrestler. I think that one has actually been canceled secretly. Natural Libre? No, no, uh, no. Uh, I forget. Doesn't matter. Um, I think that one has been canceled. But anyway, uh, so. Point is. Yeah. Uh, one more story in the Sony Spider-Man universe. So longtime Spider-Man franchise producer Amy Pascal. Oh. As confirmed, a live-action Miles Morales film will happen, quote-unquote, someday. Wow. Uh, but other projects are taking priority first. Uh, Variety gotta get spoke- out Hypno Hustler first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, Variety gotta spoke get to, it out. They spoke to Pascal at the 2024 Oscars luncheon and asked her to uh, provide an update on the live-action Miles Morales movie, which she previously revealed was in the works. Uh, but she con- uh, asserted that the project is still part of their plans for the growing Spider-Man universe, but two movies will come out before it. Uh, which are the already previously announced Beyond the Spider-Verse animated film, as well as the next live-action Tom Holland film. Guys, look. I know you want Miles Morales. It's going to be awesome. And I know that everyone in the world would go to see that movie, and it would probably actually be a billion-dollar movie. But we've really got to make this movie about the janitor at the Daily Bugle (laughs) (laughs) before we get to that. Okay. We're doing some serious universe building yeah. <laughs> right now. Getting all the small people. Yeah. Now. And Tim, the janitor <laughs> needs, <laughs> needs it. Now, for those who worry that it's not going to tie in well enough, <laughs> just know that while he's cleaning out the office, Peter Parker drops off some photos. <laughs> you don't see him clearly. It's in the background. But one of the janitors or one of the secretaries says, bye, Peter. Serious universe building. 
Solid. Now, uh, before we move on to, in- to I could story. probably get more people oh, to go God. see that than went to see Madeline. <laughs> actually, I bet I could do it. Um, Call I'm, me Sony. So I'm really worried about this Sony Spider-Man universe because we still don't have Spider-Man Four announced officially. Like it's like they say they're working on it, but they haven't really said it's coming yet. Tom what Holland version of Home can we think of well <laughs> so uh prior to the strikes tom han did say they were working on scripts and he's been having meetings but they put those on strikes uh put those on hold because of the strikes um, but we haven't heard anything since and if you believe reports from you know behind the scenes he's not too happy with the scripts and he's not going to sign on until they're solid so i mean he's still gonna be okay zendaya's making dune money <laughs> dune <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but no, I just, I don't want it to be another Spider-Man trilogy and then that's it. Like I want a fourth Spider-Man movie from someone yeah. like <laughs> he'll, he'll be the top Spider-Man with a fourth movie. I don't know. It just, it just seems like they can't get past three. You know, what's really funny hmm. is even if they brought back Andrew Garfield, it would only be to finish out his trilogy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any final thoughts about Spider-Man stuff? I really just wish Sony would give up. That's the point. Yeah, just Sony just needs to quit. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Just stick to making really great televisions and cameras. Let me play PlayStation through like some glasses or something. Speaking of PlayStation. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Xbox first. How about that? Well, no, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's what I did that for the segue. Okay. Well, so uh, big, big, just laying big, <laughs> big developments in the video game industry this past week. Xbox kind of seems like they're giving up. Uh, and that's not that's not exactly the case. It's well, also they, not exactly news. It's not. Ex- they, <laughs> they lost this round of the console wars, and it wasn't even close. Uh, so reports started coming out a couple of weeks ago that Xbox was planning to release some of their previously Xbox exclusives onto other platforms, such as the PlayStation 5. Fanboys went nuts. They were like, how could they portray us like this? Because there's four of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so uh, Xbox heads, uh, Phil Spencer and a couple other people from Xbox uh, went and had an open table podcast recording um, on YouTube where they discussed the future of the Xbox business. Uh, and they did officially unveil that several of their Xbox exclusives are jumping ship onto other platforms. And they say that's not going to be the only four, it's just the first four they're going to be testing these waters with. Um, they didn't announce which four of these games it will be, uh, but some people are saying it's going to be games like, uh, oh, I wish I had to pull it up right here. Uh, Rush or Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves and Grounded. So not the biggest games, but um, starting with those. So. Xbox. That used to be a big thing with Xbox and PlayStation. Like, oh, you got the PlayStation to have these exclusives. You got the Xbox to have Halo and Gears of War and stuff. But now... And then they quit making Halo and Gears of War games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then they're like, holy crap, how did we lose? Yeah. (laughs) You quit making games! (laughs) And Corey and I were talking about this a couple of days ago. Not super long ago. But like... There have not been just a, a ton of games, exclusive or not, on anything so far. For this generation. For, for this yeah. current generation, yeah. yeah. And it's like, so when you compare Sony's six to Xbox's one and a half, like, yeah, they're spanking them hard. And the sales show that. 
Yeah. So since you bring up sales, big gap this generation between PlayStation 5 and the Huge. Xbox Series X and S. Uh, so reading from IGN, it looks like Sony's PlayStation 5 has sold around double the number of units as the Xbox Series X and S, according to data shared in a recent Take 2 interactive earnings report. So in one slide, the gaming company shared that 77 million Gen 7 consoles have been sold as of December 31st, 2023. While that figure does not give as much insight on its own, uh, on December 20th last year, Sony announced that it had sold just a little over 50 million PlayStation 5s. Microsoft usually keeps its numbers under wraps, but if you do the math, that means around 27 million Xboxes have been sold. So literally half the number of PlayStation 5s. Uh, so we're... What? And that's two consoles. Yeah. 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 You put out two consoles and could outsell your competition. Uh, so yeah, we're... PlayStation 5 came out 2020. One of them is the same price as a Switch. <laughs> yeah. So we're four-ish, five-ish years into this cycle. PlayStation far outselling the Xbox. And now the Xbox is saying we're going to start selling our games on the PlayStation as well as other consoles. Okay. So let's let's just be perfectly honest here it's time for microsoft to just give it up like just it's it's they've they've lost the last two rounds of the console generate of the of the console wars Mm -hmm. right and it's kind of one of those things it goes back to what we said before like i know that technically the series x theoretically is the single most powerful console but you're not making any games for it. And the people who are super concerned about performance aren't going to play it on the X anyway. They're going to play it on a souped up PC because everything that's available on Xbox is available on PC, which is where I play it. And it looks better than everyone else. Like it's just, it's because they also support PC fully. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for the Xbox to exist other than people who just do not want to spend more than 250, 299 on a console so this is why i kind of think xbox is focusing less on consoles and more on becoming a game publisher and you still have to publish games when you're a game publisher. well they're working on it it's just going to take a few years but i think they're going for more of becoming an ecosystem rather than just a console maker so i'm so tired of ecosystems <laughs> <laughs> so yes you can play on pc you can play Game Pass on tons of different stuff nowadays, uh, which is what... You can play it directly on your television. Yeah, you can play Game Pass on your television. Which is so cool. Uh, and I think the reason they just they want to keep making Xboxes is for people that don't have a gaming computer. It's like the cheap entry-level version of yeah. getting to play Xbox Game Pass on something. But that's what I'm saying. It almost does not exist in the same category as the PS5. True. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The PS5 is a premium gaming machine. Yeah. And it is certainly priced that way. And so I don't, I don't know. We're rapidly approaching, we're rapidly approaching the point where there's, there's going to be a big rift. You've either got the money to be a serious gamer or you don't. Mm -hmm. And we have to decide what that looks like moving forward. And I think that's why what Xbox is doing might be the smarter move because there's going to be more money long-term as the developer of the games and not as the people trying to figure out what the heck you're going to play it on. Like that's a whole batch of problems (laughs) that if you can avoid having to solve. Yeah. mm, I also think that's why this is right around the time that Google Stadia should have come out Mm. because streaming gaming works now. Yeah. Like I said, like I wasn't kidding. You can 
load up Xbox Game. You guys can try this at home. <laughs> you can load up <laughs> Xbox Game Pass onto any major television, like think Sony, Samsung, LG, in the last couple of years. Yeah. You can install that app directly on there, sync up an Xbox controller to it, and you can stream your games over the internet. You can play on your phone. You can play. You can play it on. Like, yeah. is, there's a bunch of ways that this is a viable technology now that wasn't five years ago when they tried to launch Google Stadium. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be your budget solution. And then when you want the in-house premium experience, you're going to buy a PlayStation. You're going to have a gaming PC. You're going to have a. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of think this is like you were mentioning the rift. So Nintendo kind of already jump shipped years ago. They're focused exclusively on being the family gaming solution. I was going to say, they're yeah. not playing the game at all. Yeah. They're playing they're, their own game. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, it's, it's almost a thing. Like I don't even think of Nintendo when I think of video games. Yeah. And I think they're okay with that. Oh yeah. Afterlife. Sure. Because they're selling crap tons of games yeah. and crap tons of consoles. Mm-hmm. I'd actually be very curious to know how many Switches they've sold during the Gen 9. Like, I don't know if that's something you can even look up. But <laughs> The generations don't even line up anymore. Yeah, that's them. what I'm saying. Because yeah. yeah. they don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah they playing, do not give a single toot. They're playing Mahjong while they're playing checkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But everyone and their mom will play on a Switch. Literally their mom. Literally, we'll yeah. play on a switch. So, yeah, I think Nintendo is becoming the or has become the family solution. It replaced board games is yeah. what happened. It didn't. Sure. It did not compete in the video game industry. It replaced board games. Yeah, I think Xbox is going to embrace being the solution if you just want to be able to game anywhere, anytime on any device. And Sony's going to become the solution for if you want the premium. I want video game. It. Yeah. AAA experience. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to see it on my shelf. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, that's what PlayStation has become known for since the PlayStation 4. Like, they are known for, like, those Sony Studios, PlayStation Studios, AAA, high-quality games. Blockbuster games. Yeah. Which Xbox has not been known for the past 15 years. So, I think if you want those big blockbuster games, you play PlayStation. If you want just the casual gaming experience, Xbox, play it anywhere. Don't need a console. Nintendo, Family, Zelda, yeah. Pokemon. And, again, where... I would I would I would wager where Xbox has done the best as a company has been on PC. Sure. I bet their PC business is doing better than their actual Xbox business. Uh I don't have it pulled up here, yeah. but I did read today that Game Pass has actually has actually slowed down on selling on Xbox, but it's growing on PC. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Now it's, it's changing. All of that said, Uh-oh. Xbox is not exiting the hardware business anytime soon, as the company has announced that it has a multi-year roadmap that includes a next-generation Xbox in the future. The last Xbox. <laughs> I well, feel like next generation is redundant. Of course, it's going to be a next generation. It's always next generation. I, I guess you're correct. Anyway, during the latest episode of the official... I think it identifies which generation, <laughs> Yeah, though. yeah. So I that mean, checks out. Yeah, I get that, but I'll but like, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but also no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on that official Xbox podcast where I said that they announced all these things, uh, Xbox president Sarah Bond addressed the role hardware hardware plays in Xbox's future. Uh, she mentioned 
that an earlier statement uh, by Xbox head Phil Spencer that Xbox Xbox hardware would remain the flagship experience for players despite the company's plans to go multi-platform moving forward. Uh, she went on to tease that Xbox has, quote, some exciting stuff coming out in hardware, un- uh, unquote, uh, that the company plans to share this holiday. More interestingly, Bond teased that a roadmap focused on next generation hardware. So they're mm. not done yet. They're not done yet. It's weirdly vague. I'm waiting for Sega to come out of the corner, out right. of the shadows. <laughs> like, the Genesis 2. Uh, yeah, and there were some leaks last year because Xbox has had some pretty public trials uh, as they tried to like acquire Activision. Uh, and so in those trials and all the leaks and stuff, um, documents were published saying that they actually have already started developing new hardware. So this is all pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, but yeah, so and we do know that PlayStation just recently said that they are entering the later phase of yeah. this. They generation. now consider it to be in the sunset yeah. time period for their PS5. Yeah. Now, moving over into the Sony side of things, they are not releasing or plan to release any major existing PlayStation franchise titles before April of 2025. So more than a year away. First off, yes. summer 2025 is going to be lit. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. No, tw- last year was was big, heavy releases you know, pretty much every month. This year, a much lighter. But next year, heck yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, Sony says it will not be releasing any major existing PlayStation franchises uh, before April 2025. Uh, in a financial call, Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, ruled out any big new games in the God of War and Spider-Man series during company's next fiscal year, which ends March 31st, 2025. Uh, and I quote, he said, Regarding first-party software, we aim to continue to focus on producing high-quality works and developing live-service games. Ew. Uh, But which major projects are currently under development? We do not plan to release any major existing franchise titles next fiscal year, uh, like God of War Ragnarok and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Now, that's not to say that there's not going to be big titles on PlayStation. I mean, there's obviously other game publishers and, and studios that release games on PlayStation, just not PlayStation Studios. But as we've said, since the PlayStation 5 came out, Sony has pretty much had a big AAA PlayStation Studios game coming out once a quarter. God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon. You can keep going. Other Spider-Man. Other Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have other big games coming out, uh, such as Fair Game from Haven Studios uh, and Concord from Firewalk Studios. Final Fantasies. Final Fantasies, yeah. I'm going to be hitting soon. Yeah. Yep. But there's no lasts of us no more spider-mans no more well i say no more not until next year yeah so if you're a playstation fan and you really love those playstation titles it's gonna be a pretty boring year well it comes back to what we talked about again the other day development times are now so long on these games yeah that we're we're getting into the point where it's starting to get unreasonable to expect an entry every year sure and Case in point, Call of Duty 3. Mm, Modern Warfare 3, yeah. Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. And it's because the goal was to get it out in a certain time instead of pace yourself, put it out when it's ready. Mm-hmm. No one was even asking for it yet. Yeah. We were all still tearing it up on Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was a needless rush. And I, I hope that's taught them a lesson. And I know we all rolled our eyes and audibly groaned when he said live service games. 
but it kind of ties into the same problem. It now takes so long to develop these games and costs so much money that if you're only getting a big paycheck every two, three, four years. Yeah, that's what I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be able to pay the bills in the meantime. Yeah. And that's where the live service comes in. So maybe we hate it, but it's also the world we've kind of created. We've told these folks that everything has to look jaw-droppingly beautiful. It has to run perfectly smooth. We want innovation, but also we don't want to feel uncomfortable. Like it's that is a huge list of very difficult things to do. And it's expensive. And that costs money. Yeah. So which is why so many video game developers have been laid off this past year, like in record numbers. Yeah. Yeah. They literally cannot afford to keep it going, which is actually only going to make development longer. Yeah. Because now I've got half as many people making it. Yeah. Which I don't think it's been that drastic in many places. I think they've been laying off like 5% of staff, 10% of staff. But it seems like every week someone's doing that. Yeah. So, anywho. It's one of those things where, like, I get it from a business standpoint. I understand why it's happening. It sucks that it's happening. But until we change our expectations, it's not going to change. Well, I think the Insomniac model, and I, I was when we were talking about this, Correct. the Insomniac model is awesome. So Insomniac, they're most famous recently for all the Spider-Man games. Um, also Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that. Uh, if you look at their their release schedule, they have one big AAA game like every three years. Sony's Spider-Man, like, who knows how long ago, five or six years ago, Spider-Man 2 just came out. But in between all of that, they had Miles Morales. They had Miles Morales, which was a much smaller scale game that used the exact same engine from Spider-Man 1. And most of the assets. Yeah. But it was a whole new experience. So, like, they took the what yeah. they've already built and just made an in-between game. And that's an awesome idea. Yeah. And that's actually how a lot of old school games were made. Sure. Um, yeah. every, every Sonic game and every Mario game use the exact same assets. They rearranged them, made a new story, and put it out. Yeah. That, that was the sequel. Like, I think, and again, we're also at a good point. We're, we're sort of at the point where every time we increase graphic capabilities, it's a diminishing rate of return, right? So maybe we're going to enter into a point where we can start reusing assets because I don't expect it to yeah. look jaw-droppingly different from the last one because how could it? So, yeah. and again, I think that's why Insomniac has kind of gotten away with that because how much better can Spider-Man possibly look? Yeah. So yeah, keep reusing the assets. If that means I get a Spider-Man game every 18 months, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Give me a new story. A new couple Spider-Man. of new missions. Yeah. Like that's like maybe like one or two new gameplay features and I'm good. Yeah. You know who yeah. did kind of a live service game before anyone else did? And I'm stretching the definition here a little bit. But it was consistently the first game that I kept spending money on. The Telltale games where you bought episodes individually. Yeah. Again, one engine, one set of assets, and they just churned out a new episode every few weeks. And I bought it every time. Yeah. Now, granted, by the time you were done, you'd basically paid for one full game. But. It was a consistent cash flow. Yeah. Like you could. I would participate in episodic video games. Yeah especially when you're like me and you start getting older and I have other crap I have to do. I don't have time to sit down and play a 50 hour game. So dude, if you're going to release something to me like every month, month and a half, yeah. but you want 20 bucks every time you put out an episode, but the episode's like two hours long and it's awesome. That actually sounds great to me. Yeah. I'd pay for that. 
So I don't know. Someone market that and then send me a check. Do stuff. <laughs> do, do the thing. Do, I like how you've been relaxed in this vibe the entire episode. It's been great. <laughs> Christian's had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That has been our news episode. You guys have any final thoughts? We're all so tired, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just rambling. Good luck editing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I feel like Mad Web's going to be part of that list of <laughs> movies that it's like, man, that movie was trash. Want to watch it? I actually do want us to watch it, <laughs> but like do a reaction video and not like a review. Like we actually yeah. watch it and talk about it. That'd be great. Like mystery science theater style. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. I actually saw an IGN article today saying it's going to be the new, the new like sleepover movie. Like oh, it's yeah. so bad. You have to watch it with your friends. You got to check this out. That yeah. means, hold on. I, Corey, I need you to research. What is the Rotten Tomato score for rubber? <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm looking at stuff, explain what rubber is. Rubber is one of those real trash Down, movies. Second entry. Second entry. Um, that came out a while ago. First entry. It's a tire. I'm looking up Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, that has right. come to life and through telekinesis explodes people's heads. <laughs> uh, so rubber came oh, out in 2010. Uh, <laughs> 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 the critic score for rubber is a 67% and the audience score is a 46%. I feel like the 46% that did not give it, or I guess the 50% Four percent that did not give it a positive score. Just didn't understand it. Yeah, they they <laughs> they went into it way too serious. Yeah, Rubber is one of the greatest films ever. Made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have one more for you. Okay, this is also for you, audience, to look, <laughs> watch this movie, <coughs> Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, yes, yeah. we watched that in college. Yeah, so that was a 2011 wow, movie. Can you explain that one to us? Whole Rucker Howard. Give me that synopsis. Uh, it's literally about a hobo with a shotgun. All right. So. Literally <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. That's, <laughs> that's the movie. Uh, 65% critic, 57% audience. With over 10,000 ratings. Jesus. I'm just saying. They Three probably... times better than Madam Web. Oh, Three times gosh. better with probably three times less of the budget. Oh, a oh, thousand. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. You're trying too hard, Sony. Or not hard enough. I just want you to quit but, trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're trying is doing us real harm. Yeah. Well, all right. This has been a small scale episode. Just three of us talking. like, But a super long one. Like the old one days. Yeah. Uh, we'll have the whole team back at some point. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash at eat sleep nerd click subscribe if you have not already leave some comments let us know your thoughts on everything we talked about in this episode click the like button go watch our other videos click the like button share us with your friends and family christian yeah what should nerds be doing before they go and check out the rest of our channel like share subscribe i just said that i just said that eat sleep better <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Take it easy.